Welcome to the Top Five Goals Podcast. I am your host, Kevin. And I'm here, as always, with the villain and Aaron. Hello. <laughs> hey, how Kev. How are you guys doing? Really villain good. Villain Shente, how are you doing today? I'm always good, Kev, no matter what you, you say. It's ridiculous. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm feeling great right now. Just just spectacular. So for those of you that don't know, we are recording this on the night that the Oregon Ducks just <laughs> won the Pac-12 championship. In the weirdest season of college football I've Hashtag ever watched. COVID. They shouldn't yeah. even been in that game. They, they, they should not, not. Like, technically have been in that game. And what I mean yeah. by they shouldn't have been in the yeah. game is not like they were down and then didn't come back and was still in the game. They like physically shouldn't have been in the game. Washington was in the game. And then they had COVID guys and couldn't play. So they replaced that team with Oregon. Let's let's at least share with the audience that Oregon and Washington were supposed to play and then could not play because they had, because of they had COVID. COVID guys. <laughs> but because of how the records worked, uh, Washington by forfeiting technically won the North Division of the Pac-12, <laughs> which put Oregon in second place. Right? But, yeah, but then but they couldn't play. They couldn't play in the championship game, so Oregon then got to play in the championship game. So it's a five and O team because yeah. the five and O USC Trojans. Yeah. Who who are both Oregon and USC looked terrible they all did. season. It was mm. not good. I like no no. I've watched USC play. This is the second game I've seen them play. I've watched Oregon play three games. No. No. Neither one of them looked good no. at all this season. No. Yet no. one of them had to win. Yeah. And uh and Oregon, Oregon, Oregon miraculously pulled it out. pulled it out in that game. So Aaron's spilling great because he's feeling a big Oregon good. fan. Yeah. Shante and I are I, we're I'm, UCLA fans. I'm a UCLA fan, so we don't so really care. I'm against the Trojans, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, so eh, who cares? That's fine. Whatever happened, they were none of them were good anyway. This week, though, we have a very special guest. We have on one of his last few appearances on the show for the time being. Aww. We have producer Chris. Hey, hey hello, producer Chris. Hi, you producer are Chris. once again the guest. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. I'm excited. Listen, for those of you that don't know, uh, producer Chris is heading off to fight the evil people against our country. <laughs> he's joining. He's joining he's the military joining the army, and he's going to fly helicopters and do things like that. Yeah, helicopters, of course, because he's our guy. That's what he loves. <laughs> Real quick, Chris, let's do this for you. Top five helicopters go. Oh man! Oh. On the spot, okay, you put number him. five. You got the helicopter that that in Richard Scary. Where the the Apple helicopter? Oh, the Apple Hero yeah. helicopter. Um, yes. Number four, the CH forty six Chinook. Okay. Uh, number three, the CH fifty three Super Stallion. Uh, number two, uh, there is a dual rotor helicopter called the Mosquito. I forget what its real name is. It looks really cool, and it fights fires. Um, and then number one, the AH sixty four Apache. All right, there we Yay. go. Aaron, top five helicopter. Apache. I, I, Apache. I, I, no, uh, the one that Chris Evans is trying to hold on to from the building in yeah, the yeah, Civil yeah. War, that one. Uh, no, I said, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I said a uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I said. Uh, it's a Black Hawk. There's several. Oh, really Black cool Hawk Down. It's a Black, Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down, down one. one. Uh, the one uh, in South Park that is carrying Santa okay, Red okay, Slay Down. Okay, you got yeah. any more of that in here? <laughs> Um, the helicopter from the Matrix that that oh, yeah, yeah, uh, crashed into the building. Okay, and then the heli- the helicarrier copter that Nick Ferry flies in. So there yeah. you go. So there. we collectively yeah. did five, and we now Chris five. has done five. We got those in there. Yeah. The now we'll we never <laughs> have to talk about it again. <laughs> the reason we did that is because uh, producer Chris, since the beginning of this 
this podcast has been one to do a top five helicopters. So for you, my friend, we got one in there. I appreciate Yay. that. Yeah, appreciate buddy. That. But today we are going to be t- tackling a subject that all of us know a little bit something about because helicopters was not it. We did a collective no. top five for the no, three of us. Not. <laughs> We're going to struggle. That was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing top five cartoon characters. As you guys know, Chris joined us for top five animated series recently. So we're going to be doing top five cartoon characters to keep it going with him until he gets up out of here. Yeah. And you never hear from him again. So (laughs) (laughs) You like the finality that I speak in? Forever. I feel like we'll call him randomly for like... (laughs) Chris, we need a tie break. He's like, dude, I'm working. <laughs> tie break real quick. I'm yeah. in whatever like, country. Yeah. It'd be funny. Like, I'm, I'm like in a helicopter. A helicopter I'm like, in a helicopter. <laughs> of course you are. Just here's the four real quick. Husky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A likely story. Let me, let me turn that over to my co-pilot. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the important thing here. Sir, you have control. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, uh, the fin- as far as the finality, um, you know, yeah, it is. It's weird. You know, you're moving away. You're moving yeah. away from some great friends. I've been in Vegas for Aww. almost a decade now, and uh, you know, it's been it's some great roots here. But uh, you know, with Facebook and everything, I'm really glad in today's age we have the ability to stay connected. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, we're not like writing letters or I'm not saying like dear. I'll write you a letter, Chris. There's a telegram. Dear top yeah. five go <laughs> podcast. Dear PFC first class. Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, what helicopter did you ride in today? <laughs> yeah. Jk, can you answer this top five question for us? Break this tie. <laughs> we will resume the episode when Chris writes back. Yeah. All right. See you guys in a couple of weeks. We gotta wait for this response. Four episodes ago, we got a telegram for Chris. <laughs> Like, dear guy, stop. Stop <laughs> writing me. Stop. Did he say stop or did he say stop because he was like was finished writing? Dear, dear guy, stop. I think stop we're going to have to write him stop. back to clarify this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just send it back in Morse code. <laughs> yes, no, I, it, it's been fun. It's been fun. We've known you. Uh, we've known you for about six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we met you playing flag. I met you playing flag football, and then you came over and played some kickball, and we all became quick, fast it was, friends. Uh, the um, uh, quiz night. What is it? Oh yeah, yeah at McMullen's. Uh, yeah, McMullen's. Quiz yes. Night. Tuesday quiz night. It, and it's just been a great friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So producer Chris, thank you for being our friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Well, appreciate that. Jam. Jam. I thought you were going to sing more of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's as far as I'm going to go today. <laughs> it, went, it went straight to my heart. Okay. Yes. So I'm glad that, that we were able to do that. But let's get into it. Let's do top five cartoon characters. As you know, here on the Top Five Go podcast, we find out the criteria. We start with the guests. We do the criteria. And then we go through the top five list. And at the end, we vote on it. So, Chris, what is your criteria for this episode? Um, so I, you know, you guys know, I usually bring in some science and shit, but, uh, this time I just said comically fear, comically fearless. Um, basically any characters that did kind of whatever and uh, they were funny about it. Okay. All right. Nice. So with that being the case, what do you have at number five? Uh, for number five, I have Bob Belcher from, uh, Bob Bob Burgers. Burgers. Um, you know, I think right from the get-go of the show, in the intro, like, you, you see him going through all those bankruptcies and, like, all the trials of his business. Um, 
it's like, man, all that stuff happened and we're still talking or still like watching him do this burger thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, a lot of the show is just him kind of dealing with the problems of his kids and running a business and it's, it's still hilarious. Yes. I like that show. Been gone 10 years now too. So. Bob's Has Bob's it really? Wow. wow. 10 seasons. Dang. That's crazy. Bob's Burgers, man. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. show. I have a character on the on my list as well. She's a little higher. Mm. We're talking about Tina. Cool man. You know Tina. You know. <laughs> a little higher on the list. But Bob is a fantastic character. He's hilarious. Voiced by H. H. John Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. The same Archer. guy who does Archer. Archer. Mm-hmm. He's done uh, mm-hmm. quite a few voice overs iconic voice the best part about bob is that in shows you have like a straight man and even though bob is still funny he's the straight guy because especially for compared to the rest of his family yes (laughs) his wife is is crazy his kids are crazy crazy. teddy's crazy his b yeah his bff's crazy the neighbors are crazy everybody's crazy and everybody that comes into the store and into the the restaurant restaurant is crazy and his main beef is with other than with the health inspector, <laughs> is with Jimmy Pesto across the street. Yeah, the health inspector that's right. in love with his wife. Yeah, because right. they dated for like a second before she married uh, Bob. It's just so funny. Aaron, are you a big Bob's Burgers guy? I've I've caught one or two episodes now since really? the last since we last we recorded the it. we talked about it. It was one that I'd only seen a couple times before. It is really really funny. Uh, someone mentioned the gag about the uh, all the other stores um, are constantly changing yeah, next, yeah. To them, yeah. next to them. I I did appreciate that and like getting some of that stuff. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good show and I definitely yeah. can see myself watching more of it for sure. So I binged the whole yeah. series because mm-hmm. people. Oh, wow told me it was really good and so maybe about two years ago so we're at that point we were about eight years in i was like let me watch this show and i like laughed the whole time yeah, like gene is hilarious mm-hmm. Luis is hilarious yeah tina's yeah. hilarious They're so funny uh i'm still not on a first ba- name basis with all the characters all the kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, regular but, size rudy yeah. like yeah. there's just so many funny characters in the show tammy yeah so good Shantae, are you big Bob Burgers fan? I do like Bob's Burgers. I don't think I I don't watch the episodes necessarily in like order, you know, like by season, but I do watch them and, and you know, they're it's like on wild. Hulu or sometimes if they're on, I'll just sit down and watch them because they're hilarious. And so, yeah, I do like them and I think they're funny. I think it's a good, uh, good option with Bob right there. Yeah. Bob so, at number one or number eight, number five. five. I mean, right the out the gate, right out the gate. Yeah. Get you some Bob. Thank you, Chris. Shante, what is your criteria for this episode? So my criteria is any character who I feel is iconic and um, have kind of a widespread appeal. And one of mine is just someone who, for me, just kind of stood out and was so different that I I had to, I just love them. So, But most of them are like iconic characters that you kind of know and identify. Okay. And so for number five for me, I have Totoro. So, uh, you know, Miyazaki, he is, you know, iconic in animation out of Japan. Um, and you know, you, you know, you're Spirited Away, you're Ponyos, you're Princess uh, Mononoke. And, but for me, my first introduction to any of his animation was my neighbor Totoro. And even his icon for the studio is mm-hmm. Totoro. And it's the, the cutest little rabbit raccoon. Yeah 
owl looking thing <laughs> and the the movie itself is is beautiful. so beautiful and you have these this kind of this little girl and she's dealing with her mom being sick and you know all those things and he's there to kind of help her yeah um and the thing about it is, like, Totoro does not speak a single word. Everything is in gesture. Everything is just in, you know, their interaction. And it's just, it's the cutest little thing, and I love them. And, you know, you see it everywhere. As soon as you see it, you recognize it, and it makes you think of all the other movies um, in in that repertoire. And so I just I just love them. So uh, for number five for me, it's Totoro. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, it, it's, I guess as far as Miyazaki goes, I, I love his movies because he always takes um, – I guess very small, uh, underrated subjects and kind of blows them up. Like you were saying with the little girl, like I think like that movie's about her, like the, her stresses of moving mm-hmm. and like and Totoro's her mom like her imaginary friend and, yeah. like, in the woods and shit. And it's funny because that like a lot of her interactions with him are at night. Right. And I know like like I was a building inspector. I'd be in buildings and stuff. Like I'd see that shape of Totoro and I'd be like, oh, it's Totoro. It's Totoro. It could have been a ghost. It could have been anything. And I'm like, oh, it's like my neighbor Totoro. But I feel better because it's my neighbor Totoro. And yeah. like, and it's funny because again, he doesn't speak at all, but right. he takes care he of so her. Much. He does so much for her. He helps her feel more secure and safe and able to deal with like a lot of the things that she's dealing with. So, right. yeah, and I mean everything that sprouted because that's one of his first. Mm-hmm. I think it's his third third movie. Um, one of the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely one of the earlier ones, and everything that came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost like yeah, like the I think of like Snorlax and Pokemon. Like that was like one of the most I, recognizable ones. I feel ones. like yeah. they totally stole that from him. Not yeah. or were inspired by. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say I really appreciate doing episodes like this where I get to hear things that are out of my comfort zone because I don't know anything about this. Never heard of this guy. Yeah. And You've I'm like, never heard of yeah, what? I'm, but I'm have you heard away. of uh, Miyazaki no, at no. least and nope. uh, I've heard of Studio Miyaz- Ghibli? I've heard of Miyazaki. Uh, great movies. But I, just, I was going to say like the the picture that's painted of this, this character that is able to um, you know convey stuff without using uh, words like yeah. those kind of characters are really really cool in my mind and I really appreciate that so this is definitely one that goes on the list of things that I gotta check out yeah definitely cause he's so cute yeah I mean, all the music oh I'm s- okay I've totally seen, a- seen okay now before. I've totally seen this before yeah. I, I've never seen the actual I've seen the character though okay now yes. I know what you're talking yes, about yeah okay. that's the thing like okay. even though you don't know you yeah. recognize you're like oh yeah I've seen this rat rabbit yeah, bunny yeah. type that thing. thing. Yeah, okay. I have thing. not seen an episode of or the or a movie, but my goodness, like, okay, sounds yeah. very cool. Literally oh zero recognition for myself. <laughs> I looked it up. I, as you were talking, I like looked up the studio. I have not seen Spirit Away. Yeah, I haven't seen the My Neighbor Totoro. None wow. of this. No, yeah. there's, there's some amazing movies. He yeah, makes. you're um, really missing out, dude. Castle in the Sky. I saw that it's on mm-hmm. HBO Nausicaa. Max, so I might check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think I've never thought, heard of it. And I don't know if it's on Netflix in the U.S., but I know mm-hmm. that on Netflix they put all the Studio Ghibli movies. Oh, so yeah. I don't think it's our region though. So, but if you mm-hmm. kind of get a VPN, you can go and watch them. But right. I think they're all maybe on HBO Max now too. Okay. Because I saw that that was on HBO Max. So definitely somewhere because he's. I think they're shutting down the studio. Or he's well, not he, producing he movies. He passed, anymore. didn't he? Oh, I can I totally see really the Snorlax resemblance right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, now I gotta look so, Totoro. Hayao Miyazaki. Totoro at number five. Yes. Hadn't, uh, I'm going to have to check him out. Yeah, definitely. Aaron. 
who do you have? What's your what's your criteria? Well, so for oh, this uh, for this podcast today, I uh, I sat down and I uh, I wrote some things out and uh, I just went with the things that I liked. Kind of oh! like uh, kind of like my buddy Kevin. Oh! Yeah, yeah. kind of like my buddy Kevin over here. Oh! Criteria. Yeah. Do just we get, do we like high five if we have the same criteria? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. There we go. Same right No, I'm editing that out. That was cheap. <laughs> oh goodness, no. So uh, yeah, I mean, with, with when it came to cartoons, and in my mind, I didn't want to have to craft something, you know, crazy like I normally try to like come up with a wrinkle or two in my criteria. It's just cartoons, and that's what I like. And I felt like that was, um, I felt like stealing Kevin's criteria this week was was uh, was worth it. So. In Let me know how it fits on you, because it fits real well to me. <laughs> I, I, it fits pretty easy. I, I, I like a little challenge, but this this was easy this it week. It just fits right, you know. For you, maybe I don't know. I might I might have to come back to it at another one, but uh, you know, this we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, with that being the case, Aaron, who do you have at number five? I went with Mister Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? And listen, because you hear Scooby Doo. Everyone's gonna start singing that theme song. I just like the the wacky adventures that the whole crew get in, but but the one that I think of is 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 Scooby, and uh, I love that he's always looking for them Scooby snacks, and I like that he's just this scared little dog. And you know, well, I mean, I guess he's not little, but he's, he's a very you know, large dog. He's a very large he's dog, but dog. he's he's uh, I believe he's a Great Dane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I just really enjoy the show and the adventures and the cowardness that he he is, but they always, as a crew, seem to come together and, and do it. But Scooby's my favorite out of the, out of the group. So, yeah. What's the Scooby. longevity of yeah. the show? Mm-hmm. I think, um, I, and I think, uh, like, cartoons, and I, I, I'm always uh, thinking about, like, how they adapt through the ages. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, we've seen a live adaptation of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. We've right. seen them in, like, hand-drawn, and then we've seen yeah. them also, like, as... CGI almost, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just cool to see like you know that same theme, that mm-hmm. same. It's it's oh, a cartoon you, you could always go back you to. Meddling kids. You, it's it's one of those characters. I mean, he's the headline character, and and we all did it right now. As soon as right. I was like, Scooby Doo, you're in your head. You're singing that Scooby Doo, right. you know, and that's just what you do, and that's and that's what Scooby is, and he just brings some happiness to me. Um, I mean, I am a dog person, and unlike Kevin, that's okay, but you know, it just. It, Get scrappy out here. I don't need any of that in my life, but, you know, Scooby, all about it. So I have a couple problems with Scooby-Doo. Um, One of the dog? Not Scooby-Doo himself. Scooby-Doo's great. Scooby's great. Shaggy's great. Um, I have problems with the town that they live in. Why are the police not doing more? <laughs> Just the town, I'm sorry. I, I don't I, know. For me, I always, I always thought they were like dispatched. Yeah, to yeah they're in the yeah. mystery machine. They're yeah. like going they're all over. I have kids. questions about like who are these are costume they? designers that keep creating these masks and costumes for all these people? Because like on top they're of that, so intricate. Yeah, okay, yeah. How and how are we not going to them first to figure out? There's only so many costume shops in town. Mm-hmm. How are we not going Depends to them the first? To get I feel the like first they're clothes. aiding and abetting criminals. Yeah, they're helping. They're helping. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to know like if you go to Phil at the costume mart down the street and I'm like, hey, there's a ghost guy running around this warehouse. Why didn't they say, hey, Phil, who's the ghost guy? Why is Fred Velma Daphne walking into the place and going, oh, no, it's a ghost. Guys, it's definitely not a ghost. It's definitely a person dressed as a ghost. These things aren't real. You know this. So why are we the why are they the ones hunting them down? And then when they get them arrested, what are the police doing in this town? 
So when the police arrest them, they're like, thanks, kids. And the guy says, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for these darn kids and that dumb dog. Meddling kids. Meddling kids kids and this dumb dog, too. Here's my here's my kind of, I guess, pushback to that is these criminals are bumbling and inept (laughs) and they get caught by a, a stoner and his dog and his friends. So obviously they're not probably a high priority for the police. I feel like the police are probably dealing with more you know, professional criminals no, they and all, these kids are bored after, Chante. you know, a smoke out and they're like, hey, Chante. this guy's walking around they with the mask. They always end up being like a businessman. Mr. Furley. It's like, it's always like... That's a, white collar crime. It's yeah. Like, and it's always like... Yeah, a, you know the police don't care, care yeah, about white collar criminals. Homicides and murders. You know, they, they arrest them. Those people post bail the next day. But I want to yeah. know also why are these kids know everyone in town? It's a small town. Mr. Larley. And it's like, how did you know that? Half the time, I the person. away with it. Too. Half the time, the person perpetrating the crimes is the person who hires them to, to yes. solve it. A, yeah. So, For mystery. And clearly, these are dumb people. I'm sure the police have better things to deal with. Why are Good the, racket. Good racket for someone. If yeah. I had a child and they were like, ah, Dad, today we helped catch Mr. Farley doing whatever i'm like why are you hanging out with those other kids getting in trouble with that they're not getting in trouble they're solving crimes solving crimes it could be Petty real criminals. dangerous get your butt i'm sure house. their dad's like mr furley's arrested <laughs> oh i need to move my stock out of there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me reinvest Thanks those funds <laughs> but that's the only problem i have with this is the only literally the only problem i yeah. think scooby is great yeah. scooby's great i like scrappy's great get, get out of here with scrappy scrappy's annoying. i like scrappy scrappy is annoying Scrappy yeah. spoke English. Scrappy did speak. So did Scooby. Scooby no, just had a thick accent. <laughs> but he did speak like and understand thing. Wasn't Scrappy English. from like New York or something like that? He did kind of <laughs> seem like Bronx. I, just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I was always just like, oh, Scooby's from like, you know, Midwest or something. <laughs> Scrappy <laughs> also overcompensated <laughs> quite a bit. It's like, Scrappy, calm it down. Calm it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like New Yorkers. New Yorkers right. are pretty overblown people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens they when you grow up away well. from your uncle, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So Scooby Doo, great yeah. option number five for yeah. me. My criteria, you know, since Aaron came with my normal criteria, I feel like I got to find a through line. For mm-hmm. this. So as I look here at my list, I'm going to go with instrumental people to the series that they incorporate. Mm. Okay. Okay. Valuable. All these guys that's are just the longest criteria you've ever had. These guys are like the yeah. MVPs of their shows. <laughs> Of their things, that they're the reason why you watch them. Mm-hmm. They're the people. They're the main people. So at number five, I'm gonna go with a very important person. I'm going with T.J. Deltweiler from Recess. All right, all right, T.J. T.J. So as I spoke about on the Superheroes podcast, I'm a big fan of leaders. Mm-hmm. Leaders is my is my those are my guys. And when you watch Recess, it's undeniably. That TJ is the leader of that group. Oh, yes, definitely. Spinarelli. They defer to him. Yep. Ashley's in the group. Mikey. Spinelli. Spinelli, not Spinarelli. Yeah, Spinelli. she does not go by Ashley. Do not call her Ashley. She's an Ashley, though. We had a whole episode about why she does She's not Ashley, go by though. Ashley. But Spinelli, <laughs> um, was Gretchen, right? Gus. Mm-hmm. Gus was in Gus, the Gus, yeah. Mikey. What's the black kid's name? Vince. 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 Yeah. yeah. They all defer to TJ. Right. TJ is... Has a little bit of clout, a little bit of clout in the in the in the 
It was the backwards kind of hat. Clout. On yeah. the no, he it had a little the, bit of clout on the backwards the hat and the in the jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that bomber jacket. They were like, well, clearly this guy's in charge. But like in, amongst the hierarchy of the kids on the playground, he had a little bit of clout. He can get I mean, the diggers. He could get an audience with the king whenever he wanted. I think yes. that's a little bit more than a little bit of clout. Well, I mean, he, the the diggers did what he needed to right. do. He could also mix in mix in with the Ashleys. He could silence Randall too. Yeah, I remember that. And right. he would, could also tame the kindergartners. Then tame the kindergartners. Yeah. I was getting to the kindergartners. So mm-hmm. with this kind of situation, TJ was the man with the plan, and we get the opportunity as an audience to watch him each and every week work and get things done, whether it be helping Spinelli, whether it be helping Gus with his dodgeball situation because he wouldn't want to play dodgeball. All his poetry. Uh, all of these things. TJ was just the guy, you know? And I just love TJ Detweiler and Recess. I think it's on Disney Plus. You should check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really good, good series. movies too. Yeah, it's a couple good. movies. Yeah, TJ Detweiler. Yeah. TJ, solid. Mm-hmm. Anyone thoughts? I was just gonna say it came out in '97. I was going into high school in '97, and I was watching oh. a I was watching a different show about elementary school kids uh, right. that might show up later on my list. Uh, oh. So during that, well, what that show would go that? back and South Park? Oh, yeah. So I was watching a. I was watching a slightly Park. different show about elementary yeah, yeah, schoolers. Yeah. So yeah. ninety-seven. Wow. I think it was like, was yeah, around that time. Uh, even like Hey Arnold was in there mm-hmm. too. So it was like yeah. Hey Arnold was like your fourth graders. Recess mm-hmm. was like your middle schoolers, and then South Park was like mm-hmm. the no, ghetto school. Recess, they weren't middle school. They were elementary. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Like they were like third or fourth. I definitely remember going from channel to channel to see oh, the yeah. different. All those I dynamics. feel like Hey Arnold was older than the Recess kids, though. They're fourth. Yeah, yeah. so maybe the Recess was like third graders grade, or whatever. Think, yeah. um, those kids were just great. And TJ, though leader, boom, he was yeah. in charge. Pretty solid. Yeah, it was his show, and then he had his friends. Uh-huh. And they were all very relatable nice too. Very relatable yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. I liked were. all. The, yeah, like they all had kids, like yeah. someone from every like. Yeah, I related to Gus. Like, my dad was in the military, and uh, I had a flat top, and it was just like, <laughs> hey, I'm the Filipino Gus. <laughs> <laughs> I related to TJ, you know, later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Running the things. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the villain would have some comments mm-hmm. about that. That's why I said that. <laughs> but that's why I have TJ at five. Chris, who do you have at four? Um, continuing on with the uh, comically fearless... Um, criteria I have Peter Griffin um, alright yeah for, you know family guy funny show uh, I guess it's mainly known for its cutaways um, a lot of those cutaways have to deal with him doing dumb stuff and yes. I think you know a lot of times it's him getting like severely injured um, like I was him fighting that chicken yeah like the chicken I uh, like one of the ones I remember like vividly is him uh, doing jackass like him and uh, Cleveland are like on the roof and he's holding a cart and then he like falls off the roof and you know it's it's typical family guy cutaway stuff but you know just somebody that was I, I can't even watch the show to see him do dumb stuff yeah I appreciate Peter Griffin and what he brought to uh, cartoon adult you know cartoon stuff uh, the jokes 
the longer the show went on, got a little stale mm-hmm. in terms of whatever. But they, Peter, they got repetitive. Like mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. did the same jokes, and you're like, "Didn't you do this already?" Yeah, mm-hmm. but but Peter did stay. You know, he's he he's is still very funny. Yes, like, very yeah. very funny the whole way through. Really do appreciate what he brought to it as a character. I mean, him and Brian, I always loved. Um, I loved Brian and Stewie's you know dynamic, and right. then and then Peter just you know with the boys or or whatever just. Being yeah. stupid, it was so. like him on his adventure, yeah, doing dumb stuff, and then so, you know, yeah, like he was like making fun of Meg and all. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, yes. Times, oh, poor Meg. On that show. poor oh, Meg. Poor Meg. So, I um, I like Peter, but I feel like for me, the one I I liked or felt was the most funny or daring was Quagmire. You know, I, yes, yeah. all of those jokes around him, they were risque, they were yes, a little they raunchy, were. they were. Funny, you know the giggity. Um, and Peter, I have to be honest. For me, after a while, he got annoying. But Quagmire, yeah, was, super annoying. Yeah, but Quagmire always, I always was like, oh my god, look at this crazy. Yeah, Quagmire, what, what was know? Quagmire's drink like? The Quaaluda Colada or something <laughs> like that? Like some just like terrible his things house like where that. Where he's setting things up and it's like, and he's like flipping the corners and the lights come up and he has like the shackles. The whole I'm like this. Crazy, crazy things. Yeah, you get some guy across some, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little risque. Right. So yeah, I just, I Peter, eh, it just doesn't do it for me. No, yeah, I get, it's fine. I, the um, Family Guy. Just like when we did the cartoons, you know, like Family Guy didn't make it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, I would say Peter had a big part to do yeah. with that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess he did, he did make my criteria in this because I did continue to watch the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like. He's still doing this dumb stuff, and it's still funny. Yes, doing the dumb yeah. stuff. Well, it's dumb humor, and I, I, you know, it's it's easy to put that show on and mm. and lose track of attention and not right. need to follow a a true a plot. plot line. Right. right. Um, but is that okay though? I think for me, the issue with Family Guy and all of them, because they kind of are like all similar, Dad. is yeah. that. They're a bit derivative, you know, like we talked about how they pretty much are like a newer version of The Simpsons, you know, mm-hmm. so. I feel because of that, they kind of box themselves in. And then Seth MacFarlane is very specific with his humor. I don't think humor. I'm a fan of him. Yeah. And that's saying he's very specific with his humor. So that like boxes him in did even you like, more. Did you like Ted? Like the, the movie Ted? Eh. I, I also said that movie he made a million ways. A uh, million ways yeah. to die in the West. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. One. I also, not like that also very disappointing. Yeah. Especially because he had like Charlize Theron and Liam Neeson. Like he had some big names in the there. Cast, and like yeah. they didn't like. Do much. Which is why I think I just don't like You're him. You're just not a Seth uh-huh. Farl- McFarlane, McFarlane fan. Yeah, I, I don't think I am, and it's based on things like that. Well, mm. for me, like to answer your question, yes, it is okay to have a show like that. I I like having something on as background noise, and I can walk, yeah. I can I can turn my head, and there would be a funny moment or something like that that I'd be like, oh, I'd laugh and be like, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that's. But I don't need to. It's it's not something I'm dying to sit down and watch. But if I just want something on in the background, I might put in Family Guys the only thing on. I might throw it on. Mm-hmm. So I will say that the reason, as you said, um, uh, Family Guy did not make anyone's my top five at least. And the reason one of my biggest problems with Peter Griffin is that with Seth, with Seth MacFarlane, I feel like he treats his audience like they're dumb. Mm-hmm. Sure, and he like will say a joke. I remember very vividly when I was done with Family Guy, there was a a joke that involved a fire truck and like an antelope. Oh, it was in the wild. Yeah, and the something like, about the wild. The fire truck. 
coming up onto the waterhole. And then it goes up there, and the the joke lasted 14 to 15 seconds, which is an extremely long time because I I got the joke, Uh and it was funny. Then it wasn't funny, and then it just said, you're stupid. You should have gotten this by now. And then I said, why are we still on this the, scene? Right. The Peter Griffin, like, stubbing his toe thing. Right, Ooh. right, right. <sighs> yeah. 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 And it's yeah. like, it doesn't, Seth, attention Seth, if you're listening, it doesn't get funnier, <laughs> like, after we've gotten it. Yeah. You know? Then that's when you can finish. The yeah. Joke. Right. I think if I think of all the Seth MacFarlane shows, and again, they're very similar. I think my favorite one would be American Guy. Amer- I would pick American, American Dad. Dad yeah. oh, America. I would pick American Dad over Family Guy. Right. I think there's more there. There's more Such that they can cut do. Away. Um, with um, American Dad, it's like it was refined after. Right. You know, they had right. to take their I mistakes mean, from Family Guy to yeah, create Yeah, they had American like Dad. Family Guy. They had the Cleveland show. They had like so many things. Yeah. And they were like, okay, now we have American Dad. So I think... It's it's funnier. I feel like mm-hmm. the characters are better. They they can do more, you know. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And Family Guy, they backed themselves into like a corner. I, they backed themselves yeah. in the corner. I feel like I've seen it. Like, oh, didn't they already do this episode? Didn't they already do this episode? Yeah. So, very derivative. Yeah. But Peter is an iconic character. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. It's someone that is known and recognized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's just for me personally, and and like I said, it's not even on Peter's character per se. Has a lot to do with just the humor, sure. That I, that's I just, production, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. can't drive yeah. with. And like like Shantae just said, if I'm gonna watch a Seth MacFarlane show, it's gonna be American Dad because right. they don't do those cutaways for so long like they right, do with right. Family Guy, right? And that's really that's what it fair. is. Yeah, and, I'm yeah, a very smart fair. person. I don't need you to like tell me a joke Spoon and then feed the joke. Keep it on the joke. You know it's funny though because like it. I re- it's like I remember that scene too, the fire truck one, and like I I'm. Like giggling inside about it, because uh-huh. like I remember the fire truck like striking on the antelope and yeah. stuff. Anyway, it was just, it's like and like I said, it was funny at first. Like when, he, right. when it strikes him, I like laughed, and then literally fifteen seconds later, I'm like, why are we still on this? Cuddle? Right? Why are we still here? Like I, I got it. Right, right, right. I think part of his humor is that long, awkward, you yeah, know, cringy, like uh, like that's what worked it for went him. Too long, for, yeah. You know, however long it worked for him, and then it you know, he lost his audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you know, created American Dad, created mm-hmm. Tomb Show, yeah. but yeah, you know, I think um, I guess going back to my list, it's like Peter was like the uh, the leader of that show to yeah. you know create all that stuff, good or bad. Makes sense. But um, yeah. yeah. All right, so we got Peter Griffin. Jinte, mm-hmm. what do you have at number four? So for number four, for me, this will probably be a character that most people don't know. And so this was my one like left field as when I learned about this character and watched this show, it really like stuck with me. And I think it's phenomenal and I can't wait for more episodes to come out. And that is One Punch Man. And I feel like I've talked about One Punch Man before. Um, And (laughs) the reason I love this cartoon so much is it is extremely funny. Yeah. Like, you know, and I don't think most people go to watch an anime and expect to laugh, you know? And so basically what it is, it's this this world where there are superheroes and everyone is classified by how powerful they are. And so they have like these, the, the top level superheroes are these flashy people and they can do all this stuff. And then they have these other people who are like barely superheroes. And then you have one punch man. He's probably mo- one of the most powerful people 
in this universe, but he's the most unassuming. He's just this bald dude yeah. in a yellow There's jumpsuit. No eyebrows. No eyebrows. <laughs> and you look at him and everyone immediately underestimates him, but he literally does beat all these huge baddies yeah. with one punch. And he's just the most deadpan, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, like uh, nonchalant. Nonchalant. Like, like, what are you doing here? Oh, hey, my oh, bad. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> I'm here to kill and then you. And then they give these long monologues like, ah, how dare you? And he's like, okay, you're done. I'm going to punch you. Now. You know? Yeah. And it's so funny. That is a and funny ass show. It's a good show. They have a great plot going on, all these different arcs going on. And then you, in the middle of it, you just have this unassuming guy. And it, and it's it's so good. So Yeah. I, I think, um, I guess in this cart, like since we've been doing cartoons, I always speak to how uh, visually pleasing shows are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's one of those where, like, especially in a lot of animes, like, when when they draw emotions... Um, you know, like the the screen behind them will go dark, yeah. and like the the, the forehead will change. Um, they're very very exaggerated about their emotions, and uh, yeah, it it just adds to the hilarity on that show. Mm-hmm. And he's so deadpan; he's just like, eh. and then everyone else like they'll bring in all these other superheroes, and they all get defeated. Dude's like and he just kind of walks up, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna beat you up now." And they're like, "What?" And he just beats them up, and it's hilarious, and it's so yeah. good. In one punch, too. Yeah, one <laughs> like, punch, like literally. Shinta, I didn't know you were such an otaku, which is a anime manga fan. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. I like looking that was, that was good. I, I looked up the picture of the One Punch Man. He, he looks pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. 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 makes a great Halloween. Costume. I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> I, no, me yeah. either. Yeah. No, I'm saying like yeah. this is my one who like. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad you're here. You know who he is, but yeah. I'm an otaku. Once you're an otaku, okay. Once you actually watch the the show you're like oh my gosh and then like you want to keep watching and it like every every season it ramps up and up and up and he's still just like all right i'm gonna beat you up now it's, yeah. it's so funny <laughs> yeah no it's on who it's funny i watched that this week mm-hmm. I've, I've like watched episodes of it but it's on hulu yeah and, oh uh, okay. i want to yeah. say there's episodes on netflix too i don't know how many seasons but yeah yeah definitely like if you guys haven't seen it more seasons to come out because i don't think all the seasons are on hulu and i right. I, I watch them all. i'm just like give me more please right he has no eyebrows he, no none. yeah and well no there's hair. he explains there's a why that all happened about yeah. what happened oh, okay. yeah oh yeah. really yeah. but i will not ruin it for there's you also i YouTube actually do want to check this one out yeah you should there's youtube videos of people doing it yeah Oh. It's hilarious. Of doing like the guy, <laughs> yeah, or the one doing time he was like wow. in the apartment, and so this guy like had heard about him, so he like was gonna do all this stuff to beat him up, and then when he got in there, the guy's like, "Oh hey," and he had come in with like a yeah, bag groceries. of groceries, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Well, I've come to that feature," and he's like, "Oh okay, well I was gonna make dinner," and like <laughs> then I, by the end of it, he's like talking to him like it's it's they're hilarious. playing games, they're playing video yeah, games, yeah, they're playing yeah. video games like my new best friend. I came to kill you, but uh, you're my new. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it shows. Is hilarious. We're going to check it out. You said it's called One Punch Man. One Punch yeah. Man. I, Aaron, you've never heard of this guy. Either. I hadn't, but he looks like he he's looks a cool. freaking cool dude. And you guys are talking about it with such gusto that I'm going to have yeah. to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's, just it's really good. Do yeah. it. All right. Definitely going to check this one out. Aaron, who do you have at number three? So uh, I'm, I teach gifted number and talented. Number four. Number four, my bet. My bet. So for me, I, I teach gifted and talented, and one of the things that I try to get my students to do is to construct fail and then reconstruct and do things like this and this character does this often and is always failing and just picks himself back up and goes and that's wily e. coyote um, okay i love wily e. coyote and the roadrunner and acme and just 
these crazy contraptions that he tries to build to catch this uh, Roadrunner. And I believe I read a fact one time, and, and someone could verify this or not. Um, coyotes can run faster than Roadrunners. Um, so he could <laughs> like, honestly yeah, just do that. that. But it, I, I just like the the fail until you you get it mentality that he has and that you know he just fails over and over and over again and then you know the the moments where he will outrun a road and like run over the cliff and kind of just look down and like oh shit like you know here i go poof um but gets back up pulls himself up by his bootstraps and 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 does it again and tries to you know he, I wonder how much money he's spent on Acme products, so, honestly. Yeah. So he much money. must be independently wealthy. There's probably a YouTube video <laughs> breaking it down. He, there um, probably is. He definitely made my criteria, and I was debating putting him on. Um, I Yeah. It's like, do we even know why he's chasing him? Because no. he's hungry. Yeah. yeah. I, I have, think I have him on my list a little bit later, and I'll, oh, and I'll okay. probably talk about it. But, okay. I mean... Don't act like you don't like some chicken. Let's be honest. He's trying to get some some wings. But he it's wants road run. It's that's a different. <laughs> like it's, it's close enough. It's, it's poultry, animal, right? some sort of fowl. My my real question is, what happens when he catches him? I don't think he'll know. What to he do doesn't know what to do, yeah. right? He'll be like, hmm, yeah, I got him. And All I right. feel like there was well, an episode where he caught him and he like felt so guilty he let him go and I was like, what were you doing <laughs> it's it's like the question of a dog chasing a truck you know down the road like yeah. the dog wouldn't know what to do if it actually caught it you know it's just <laughs> running, you know and bite the tire that, yeah exactly that, that almost happened to me on the rest <laughs> so but i just i i, I like that they're sh- you know they're shorts they're they're quick you know you you watch them yeah. fail a couple of times and then the episode's over and i don't know it's just they're just fun to watch yeah, it's funny this is like super random but in the uh Sega Genesis um, Space Jam game. He was the best three-point shooter. <laughs> that is super <laughs> random, and I yeah, love it. I used to remember that's, that. I used to use him all the time. That just makes me want to play that game. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously. He's, putting, he's dropping them threes. Putting you know what I'm saying? Dropping them threes. He can't get the row runner, but he can get them threes. Yeah. He's, he's hitting it behind the arc. He's, he's yelling, <laughs> he's yelling Curry. He ain't, he ain't putting that road runner in Curry. Yeah, I, lo- I love Wiley Coyote. Uh, he's one of my favorite Looney Tunes characters. Him and Bugs. Oh, I would mm-hmm. love. I love Taz too. Mm-hmm. Taz is great. Taz too. was misunderstood. Yeah. And so I, I, res- I definitely respect that. I respect it a lot. Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Great number four. Yeah. Thought so. Thank you. Nice. For me, at number four, um, I went with titular character. Titular character from a seminal show as kids. We talked about it earlier. Arnold from Hey Arnold. Nice. Hey Arnold. Um, Arnold's journey throughout the series is fantastic he's a kid we talked about him extensively when when we did the cartoon episode yeah that's hopefully you guys heard right before listening to this or soon pause and come back <laughs> Not go, go through it go listen to it but arnold his relationship with the not just Everyone in the boarding house, not yeah. just his family, but everyone in the boarding the house city. Mm-hmm. and everyone in the city. Even that his, yeah, his friends that from school, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And the touch that Arnold just has, this football-shaped head kid, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just great. And he, I mean, he has no parents. Yeah. His parents aren't there. He's being raised by the grandparents. By the boarding house, really. And, a, mm-hmm. and the whole boarding house with a bunch of... Quirky characters. quirky characters, but Arnold is you couldn't you wouldn't have the show without him because the show is about him. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though you get to touch on other 
impoverished kids in the neighborhood that are around him. The show's about him. Right. Right. And, and I his, think he's one of the most emotionally intelligent characters on, on TV. TV. And, mm-hmm. and that's animated or not. Yeah. As some of you guys know, I have a Arnold painting in my home. Yeah, you do. You have quite a few Nicktoon paintings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I do because the Nicktoons were very part of my life growing up. And Arnold, though, was just someone that I was just could jive with. Always a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, he was he was like my number three, or the show was my number three in the uh, the cartoon episode. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just you know, iconic character on an icon- iconic show. Um, even in the filler episodes that didn't have him in it, it was just like, oh, like they're passing by his house, or like, right. oh, you can see his room from you know. There's yeah. There was a lot. You, you know, you're always thinking about him and what what he was going through. Yeah, and as an educator, I just liked and like going back to emotional intelligence. It kind of taught kids how to talk about what they're going through, you know? And I think most people forget that kids don't know how to talk about those things. They're going through these things. They have these traumas. They have these situations. And, you know, especially Arnold with his non-traditional family, but they don't know how to express those things and get those out. And kind of Arnold gave them that language and that ability to talk about it. So I always appreciate it, Arnold, for that. Mm -hmm. That's always been one of the shows that I wish I hadn't really aged out for. Like it was, you know, I, I did see some of the episodes and like the things that you guys talk about really bring it back to me in terms of how important the show was, but it just wasn't one that's like on the, you know, tip, tip of my of brain. brain. Mm-hmm. You know, like I Doug. Like I could talk to right. you about Doug. Oh Doug Killer came a little, you know, yeah. just I'm just I just missed it, you know, right. kind of in that that realm. But it's it's from what I hear it's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think I well, I I did watch Arnold, but then, you know, you know, teaching elementary students you kinda of be like, Well I gotta know what you guys are into and it kinda of brought me back to it too. That would make sense as well. That makes sense. Arnold, that's who I have at number four. Nice. Chris, who do you have at number three? Uh, number three, I have uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Um, again, comically fearless. He gets into a lot of things in that show, and uh, you know he's definitely leading the way. His name's in the uh, title. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just It's funny because he always seems to be one step ahead. Like when you think that he's down, it's just like, oh, no, like he knew he was in a simulation. And he asks a question that's funny, and it you know that show's great. It's it's hilarious. It's got you know a whole bunch of different uh, story arcs going, and yeah, Rick Rick does his thing on that show. Yeah, I do like Rick and Morty. I mean, it became a phenomenon out mm-hmm. of nowhere, especially with the 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 Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Yeah. Like people were lining up for it. But I think my favorite thing about it is how. It's a, it's kind of a deep show. Like yeah. when you talk about all these multiple realities and all in the relationship of with him and his family, like it kind of hits on some really oh yeah like highbrow topics. It's very meta, um, and it's it's a good show. It's very entertaining. I've already watched the new uh, season that came out. Like it, it, I went through it really quickly, and I was like, oh, it's over already. But um, it is actually a good show. Even <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to want to like it because of all the hype. But once you get into, it, you're like, oh well, I can see where this hype is coming I, from. I like the depth and the intellectual humor to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it it has some it, it has some thinking humor, and in mm-hmm. a show that can do that, you go, oh oh, that's funny. Like yeah. I I like that reaction that I get to it. So yeah, mm-hmm. people are gonna. This is gonna be uh, Aaron level. <laughs> hate on my this episode for me. <laughs> Not a yeah. fan. Okay. Really? Why? Rick and Morty's dumb. 
<laughs> okay. It's right. dumb. It's uh, it's it's very highbrow, which is fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the the way Rick treats Morty is ridiculous. <laughs> the way Rick treats the rest of the family is also ridiculous. But it's so ridiculous to me when I watch that it's not funny. Mm, I, I don't get joy in watching someone like truly belittle somebody the mm-hmm. way he does with them. Jerry specifically. It was yeah. Jerry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jerry oh, and Jerry. Morty. Jerry. Jerry and Morty. is like the Meg of <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jerry Morty. and Morty, and I I just. I don't vibe with it. Sure. it. I think in the beginning, yeah, he did it to Morty, but Morty started to come into his own. And right. like by the end of it, you, you I can mean, there's see a the, whole subplot on is Morty Rick just younger. Yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. And like he develops into where you can tell Rick kind of respects him too. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, there's, they start to get in that equal footing, but you're right. You do have to get through all of the belittling and it's a couple and all seasons. That. Oh yeah. Straight, it takes yeah. a while. Well, I, I, so I watched, so full disclosure, I, didn't think I was going to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, friend, a uh, guy that was on the our Decom After Dark podcast, the Cindy's podcast, um, David, oh. big fan. I, re- I respect his opinion, so he mm. just like loved the show. I then watched both episodes, both seasons that were on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Right, I watched them twice. Wow! And I told him. Don't like it. <laughs> I tried. I like really tried because at this point it was starting to blow up. Yeah, people were like huge fans. There's tons of merch. So I watched it the first time. Told him I was a fan. He was like, "Oh no, it's great." Blah blah. blah. And so then I watched it again because I'm like, "What am I missing? Yeah. Is there something that I'm missing here?" And I was like, "Oh no, people are just okay with the Rick being a jerk." Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I mean, not the way he, he treats the vindicators. It's just like. It's, Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's just who he is. You know, you don't, you can't, you're not going in there for a wholesome family. I don't need him to be a wholesome family guy, but just not a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like there's going to be guys on this, this, this episode with, with, uh, Aaron being a big South Park guy. I'm assuming that I'm going to see anyone on there. That's not Cartman, right? Mm-hmm. Cartman's the only one that I don't like at all. Mm. The rest of them are, fine and they make fun of each other yeah but not to the point that rick does to morty or rick does to jerry when i'm watching those couple seasons because i'm trying and i was like nah so then when every when they like renewed it and people are like oh my gosh a whole new season i'm like oh my gosh a whole new season (laughs) (laughs) i think that's interesting i think if if rick weren't such an asshole it would not be as good to be honest I don't know if I would watch it if yeah. he were like, I think part of his misanthropic, you know, persona persona is, is what makes the show so good. And, you know, especially because there are these glimpses of him developing compassion, the, compassion, yeah. the connection he has with Morty and the rest of his family, even with the, what's the daughter's name? Summer. Summer, yeah. Even with her, and like when I first watched, I was like, "Dang, she's annoying. Why is she even there?" And then like she starts to get more involved, and and so I don't know if the show works if Rick wasn't such a sociopath. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 that makes it. That means it might be polarizing. Some people yeah. might not be able to stand in, and some people might. But I I don't know if changing Rick would make the show better or not. Mm. Yeah. It it could just not be for me. 
Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is perfectly fine. Great, great art split, splits the room. That's yeah. you know, the old saying. Mm-hmm. So. The, the tough part is that, Chris, I'm just not buying what your list so far. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> you're going to hate it coming, uh, down, <laughs> coming down the pike. So uh, it's all right. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not here to please anybody. <laughs> so we have Rick Sanchez at number three for Chris. Shantae, who do you have at number three? At number three for me, I have Baloo. Okay. Um, okay. And okay. I love I can jive with that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not Rick Sanchez. Um, I love Baloo. Baloo is like the breakout star from Jungle Book. It's supposed to be about Mowgli, but no one cared about Mowgli. Everyone cared about Baloo. Um, we're all talking about the bare necessities here. And then um, in the 90s, they had Tailspin. So here he comes again. And, you know, he has the same persona, but now he's in a different situation. And I always loved Baloo. And I, I, I don't know if it's because the the voice actor I liked and felt comfort in, you know, or if it was the character himself, but I love Baloo. I loved him in Jungle Book. I loved him in Tailspin, and he's one of those iconic characters from Disney that, you know, if he's in something, I'm like, oh, well, Baloo's in it. I better check it out. So number three for me is Baloo. I love me some Baloo, man. Yeah. It's bare necessities. Bare yeah. necessities. His work in, his, his great character work in Jungle Book is fantastic. Yes. And then he, you go and see him as a pilot and mm-hmm. tailspin mm-hmm. so much fun mm-hmm. and he still has that mentorship with yeah. you know a young that's yeah. yeah that's blue to a t right mm-hmm. there blue is fantastic yeah papa bear yeah yeah i don't really have much else to say about blue he's no, great he's, that's all <laughs> you need to in, say uh, in in filipino there in uh, tagalog there's a word um kuya that's that's big brother mm. and um yeah no we used to call him kuya blue um oh. that's just oh. random as hell in my family but um <laughs> no yeah it's like that's what I always get from him. And uh, I was actually nicknamed Mowgli in high school. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm that's Brown. Brown. Yeah. That sounds racially charged, no, but yeah, okay. I went to a weird school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the people that were older than me, it was like I did see them as like my Baloo's, mm-hmm. you know, my Kuya's. So that's yeah. cool. It's a neat uh, aside. But, uh, I like Baloo. Yeah, I yeah. love Baloo. Sure, great and, character. And he's, and he's like funny, like yeah. In all of his iterations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always funny. He's always funny. And he comes through and, you know, he he handles these really tough, adventurous situations. And you're like, oh, Papa Bear, thanks. Yeah. Great, great choice yeah. there. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Aaron, who do you have at number three? Uh, speaking of South Park, which uh, I totally understand the Cartman thing. He's not my he's not my number three. Um, but <laughs> just to I think reassure just you. I, I think the best thing about Cartman is the fact that he's a jerk because when he does get his comeuppance, it's it just tastes so much sweeter. So I wanted yes. to get that out there. Definitely. But it's just it's like when when Cartman breaks down because he realizes he he's a you know that's those are the best moments. Um, you know, and the difference between like Cartman and Rick. Mm-hmm. Is that Cartman is a not the main character of the show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereas Rick is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when Cartman gets you his come up, like they're glorifying being sort of, sort of. But like when Cartman gets his come up, it's a part of the ensemble because there's mm-hmm. other people in the cast. Yeah. Whereas Rick and Morty is Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. So like Rick is like allowed to be just a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like multiple versions of this jerk across right. dimensions. The multiverse. Yeah. So at three for me, I went with Randy Marsh. Um, okay. Oh, Randy. And nice. I, you know, <laughs> Randy from you know the get go was just kind of this 
this idiot dad, you know, yeah. like getting drunk and getting in fights at baseball games and, and, and doing those kind of stupid outlandish things. But I think that his character has really driven South Park into the next, you know, phase of what it is as a show, right. you know. They still are all about their fart jokes and things like that, but one of the best things about South Park is that it actually touches on things that are going on in society. Right. You know, it there was a whole thing with Randy and his wife getting a divorce. There was a whole like there are those touching elements to the character. He has some heart and, you know, it's a fart joke TV show, but you know, he loves his kids and you can tell all of those things that are going on. Um, moves his family out to the country to grow pot. Like there's just a bunch of different subplots that are going on in that show. But I really feel that South Park has, is utilized him as the beacon. So he's kind of the head honcho of the show now versus where it used to focus on the kids a lot more. And you know, they've just got so many characters, but he's, he's probably my fair, my favorite. And he's grown a lot as a character. Right. Whenever so. I think of him, I always think of that episode where he's taking the big shits. Oh yes. Like, the, oh. the, the, the Kurks. <laughs> Those shits are, uh, are, are done in measured in Kurks. Katie yeah, Kurks. Katie Kurks. And it's just like, he's like, grows out of the toilet because they're so massive. Like every time that's what I think so, of. And, and, you know the big gag on that one is Bono is actually the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> so, you know it's pretty, it, it's great. I I don't know. I I love Randy, so mm-hmm. that's why I put him at three. I like Randy a lot too. He was like a buffoon, mm-hmm. and then he like really finds his his niche. Yeah, and that's fun. The kids, like you said, the, from what I understand, South Park has really leaned into the weed farm situation. <laughs> it, that it, they after the Especially in Colorado, they went right? from yeah. election stuff uh, or or you know taking like neighborhoods changing and and uh, I can't think of the word off the top of my gentrification. head. Gentrification. There we go. Thank you. Um, you know they went from gentrification into the the political side. You know with the that and and now into the integrity farms and mm. and Randy is a weed farmer and stuff like that. So yeah. It's, it's grown I, I a like lot. That. I like him a lot there. I like a lot of the South Park characters. My favorite personally is Butters. Yeah, I love oh, Butters. Butters. I do love I do love Butters as well. Butters, Butters. that's me. <laughs> but um, I definitely respect the Randy pick. Yeah. It was really tough to. I, I mean, I could have done a list, uh, a top South five Park, of South umbrella. Park characters. You <laughs> know, the South can. Park umbrella. You yeah. know, it, there's there's just too many characters yeah. and. They all have elements of something that you could pull out. Say, I like this about them. But Randy, I think right now is just the beacon. So I, yeah. I said I, I had to settle on him. But I do love butters. I love butters. Yeah. I love butters. Butters. Professor Chaos. Professor <laughs> Chaos. Yes. Great choice right there. Number three. For me, my number three. Move this around a little bit, but I settled on it. Going with Huey from Boondocks. Okay. okay. Huey from the Boondocks. The Boondocks is, was a show that was on, on Adult Swim, which mm-hmm. it was about Great show. two brothers, Huey and Riley, who mm-hmm. lived with their granddad and moved basically to the suburbs. Right. And all those exploits of two black kids who came from the inner city, Chicago, and like live now in the suburbs and have to deal with all that. And Uncle Ruckus. And Uncle, Uncle Ruckus, Ruckus and all these characters. <laughs> and Huey as like a militant... Mm, Pro, very pro black, ignorant, ten year old. He's an ignorant pro black military. He's ten, and he's just hilarious. Yeah. How serious 
he is for a ten year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I and one of one of there's there's a, on TikTok currently. There's a like little like clip going where he is telling the little girl that he won't be seeing her again because he's going back for his granddad's friend's funeral. And she's like, "Oh, are you gonna come back?" He's like, "Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. I miss my friends." And she's like, "How are they your best friend if you haven't seen them?" He's like, because they just are. Because <laughs> he's, he's just so matter of fact, and, every, and and like I said, Huey's just so because he's so matter of fact. It's the world through a ten year old, mm-hmm. but for me as a black man, it was watching this who, a black man that grew up with a, around a bunch of white people. Uh. <laughs> it was very understanding of how he was trying to maintain his identity. Mm-hmm. While being in a completely different situation, so that's why I have Huey there at number three mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I have a confession to make. Never for, seen Boondocks. No, no, well, that, that's, not, <laughs> that's not the confession, nor should it have been a surprise. No, um, for years I thought it was a cartoon based around the Boondock Saints, uh, oh. And, oh and, and I was like, "Wow, I don't like. I love the Boondock Saints, but I was like, I don't Might know if be I inappropriate. can. I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. As, yeah, and then I I understood what it was later on. I finally saw some previews, but yeah, for it was a couple of years, I was like, they made a cartoon out of the Boondock Saints. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I like like Huey isn't ignorant. Riley is ignorant. That's the one who's like he's into yeah. the gangster rap and all this stuff. Yeah. So Huey. And Riley, there are these contrasting characters, both voiced by Regina King, though. It's hilarious. Oh, nice. um, and, you know, based off that Aaron Magruder comic. So it's it's so interesting to see. And they keep teasing that they're going to bring it back, and I hope they do, because it's really, it's really good. It's really show. smart. Yeah. yeah. It's really smart. I thought smart. Aaron was having disputes with the uh, production company, kind of like Chappelle, how yeah. like, they're starting to tell him what to do. And yeah, like, he's like, nope, yeah. So we'll see. But, yeah. And Hopefully. it's funny for Huey to be like this militant, like trying to be intelligent, and Riley's all like gangster rap, and I want to be. Oh, you know? I, listen. Uh, speaking of of Huey, one of my favorite things. Uh, speaking of Riley's, one of my favorite things was that Riley's favorite group is the Lethal Interjections, <laughs> <laughs> and the from what I remember, they were like Thugnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of them, so it was like Thug and Magnificent, because they're the le- and then the lethal interjections. Oh my gosh, so 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 yeah. funny! And then Uncle Ruckus, and then the neighbor is you know this little girl who she is half white, half black, and yeah. so like her kind of assimilation and in Huey's like resistance of it. It's 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 a pretty good show. And then on top of that, with her with her be, being mixed. Um, and then having Uncle Uncle Ruckus is, is Uncle one Ruckus, of the oh most God. racially charged <laughs> people. Hilarious, but heinous. I mean, him calling the little girl a mulatto. Oh my God! The little mulatto kid, which is for those that don't know, is a derogatory term for mixed people. Um, also calls her a mixed breed, which is another derogatory <laughs> mm-hmm. term for mixed people. <laughs> Clearly, yes. <laughs> but it's but Uncle Ruckus is. That's his, the intention of his character. Yeah. Is to, he's a black man, and his job is to highlight yeah, he, injustices and inequalities that he He's a black man who loves white supremacy, and <laughs> yes. he thinks of himself as a white man who has some sort of vitiligo, like reverse vitiligo. <laughs> Uncle Rock has no relation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
ridiculous. Just to, just to touch on it, the uh, the lethal interjections included Thugnificent, that was voiced by, voiced by Carl Jones, Mactastic, which was voiced by Snoop Dogg, and Phenomenal, who was voiced by Buster Rhymes. Oh my god! And then Leonard. <laughs> Uh, was a friend of the Lethal Interjections and he was voiced by D-Ray Davis. Oh my God. And they made up the Lethal Interjections and they made a song called F Granddad, which was really funny. About, in so. about, grand, about Granddad. About their Granddad. About the, his Granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great episode. If you have any, if you want to watch any episode, any one episode, check out uh, that episode, the Lethal Interjection Crew episode. So funny. Remember the artist. Yeah, you got the itis. It talks about a lot of just like black cultural stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah you get the itis every Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> so check it out. But that's why I have Huey there at number three. All right. Nice, nice. Chris, who do you have at number two? I'm just I'm gonna do this on the fly. Um just because you started talking about the boondocks. Uh Uncle Ruckus. I'm gonna <laughs> Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I want to know what you had there originally. <laughs> uh it's funny because I had Cartman and then I was thinking Randy because it's like yeah, Cartman or Randy did become like the beacon. Yeah, you know, um, but no, like I for, I kind of forgot about Uncle Ruckus, but then because like honestly they haven't had a season in a while. That's true. Um, but I s- still watch like Uncle Ruckus funniest moments on YouTube. Just that's just fucking hilarious. And it, like as far as like comically fearless, like he's saying things that oh my nowhere God. else on TV would. would yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my you God. Just can't. Yeah. You just can't. Just can't. So and he that, did and he did all the time. Yeah. All the time. And um. Yeah, I forgot the actor's name, but he was in um, he was in Undercover Brother. Um, he was a scientist in Undercover Brother, but uh, okay, that's I think he's the voice of Uncle Ruckus. Okay. Um, anyway, even that movie, they they play off a lot of uh, yes, they racial do. tropes, but um, yeah, that you know, as far as my criteria, comically fearless, like. I feel like Uncle Ruckus had to be on this list. And Gary Anthony Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I, he, yeah, he's got to be on my list. We just happen to be at number two. So. Hey, listen, I, I love Uncle Ruckus. We just talked about Boondocks. I just love the Boondocks. It, it's such a good show. Mm-hmm. It's very, very smart. And you got to just check it out if you can. And don't be surprised if you're... A little offended, couldn't hear yeah. in language that you oh, would you'll expect. be a lot of bit offended. It's, 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 but it's, it's I've definitely like looked around the room before watching that show. <laughs> yeah. Am I hearing this? Like, wow. <laughs> I definitely watched it growing up. Aaron, definitely check it out. No, definitely. And I'm looking up a picture of uh, Gary Anthony Williams. I totally recognize this guy. Yeah, yeah. he's and a that he's, guy. He is a that guy for sure. Very, he's he's hilarious. So yeah, yeah, I might have to check this out for sure. Yeah, let me let me sing to a little lyric from F Granddad. The chorus goes from Nate Dog. Nate Dog was saying the chorus. Oh, the Nate Dog, R.I.P. You're just mad because your ass is old. The first <laughs> thing you do is just pick up your phone. Lethal interjections living next to your home. M.F. and Granddad, old in is on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> because in the episode, the lethal interjections move next door. And obviously Riley is stoked yes. because his favorite rap group now lives in Woodcrest next to them because they live in a rich neighborhood. And he becomes friends with them. And Granddad says the music's too loud and he turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's one time Uncle Ruckus is on Granddad's side and is is agreeing with them because he needs to get these people out of the neighborhood <laughs> if they're not able to be there. 
Speaking of Uncle Ruckus, but that's the kind of guy Uncle Ruckus is. Yes. And uh, Riley is just mad, so then they make that song and it becomes a hit, and they dog sing the hook. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Lethal interjections. Yeah. Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Ruckus, great job at number two. I'm glad yes. you hit him on the fly. Yeah, and nah, I, you know. I, li- I listen to every episode, so I know, I know sometimes <laughs> changes must be made on yeah. the fly. Yeah. And this was one of them. I'm yeah. glad you yes. liked it. Shante, who do you have at number two? At number two, I have Wiley Coyote. Okay. okay. Um, and so talking about, you know, the it's like the Sisyphean task of always going after this r- road runner. And I just love the ingenuity. Like, whenever Wait, I was watching it as a kid, I always wanted to see what he was going to come up with next and how it was going to fail. Right. And um, he is iconic. You know, insurance companies use the character, you know, I, I mean, it's Wiley Coyote. It's hilarious. Every time I see a roadrunner, because out here in Vegas, we do actually have them. Yeah, I go, oh, it's a roadrunner. Wiley, get him. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. I totally was on his side every single time. You know, meet Meep and all that stuff. Go ahead and catch you, that bird. Eat you some dinner. He deserves to eat, too. <laughs> I stand for Wiley Coyote. So I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Like, I honestly feel like this would be a great way to start any unit of any year where you want your kids to to strive and fail and get back up and go again because yeah. that's a really Life. difficult thing for kids and adults to understand. It's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. Get up and do it again. Oh, Find yeah. a new way. And he always had a new way. Yeah. It always failed. And it always but, failed. Yeah. And like he, he single-handedly too. kept Acme in business. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. And, uh, even like uh, like every time he's he's trying, he's still putting in the work to prepare. Um, you know, since we've been talking about this, I do remember um, I had engineering textbooks um, in college that had Wiley Coyote um, in diagrams. Okay. It was like, you know, civil engineering. Yeah. yeah. Wiley Coyote's building did, a bridge. Like, he did yeah. that quite a bit, right? He, yeah. he would have, like, uh, like architectural planning, plans. Like, he would calculate mm-hmm. things. I don't know how good his math was because yeah. he always wasn't messed there. it there was up. No safety, but, right. you know, like, he definitely put in some work to... Yeah. see his plans go through but you, you know you, you watch the engineering design process yeah there, you know? yeah that's <laughs> yeah. oh, great yeah but yeah wiley's great he's, i love me awesome. some wiley coyote yeah. he's fantastic him and roadrunner putting in some good work mm-hmm. good character work yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and the way, works. Wiley, the way wiley walks on air is just amazing oh yeah. yes <laughs> yeah he just walked by and he's like don't look down and you won't mm-hmm. fall don't look down and another great thing about this and I, I guess this is a, a theme for me that i didn't realize there's no words mm-hmm. it was all acted mm-hmm. out pantomime the the plans the everything the only sound was the meep meep and the psh, when he like would splat you know so being able to convey so many things show so much without having mm-hmm. any speaking i i just i just love impressive. Riley. Yeah. Just it's impressive. very impressive yeah. aaron who do you have at number two number two i went with a man with his own theme song that he hums i'm going with kronk <laughs> <laughs> so, kevin do you know kronk oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, squeaker. the simpleton <laughs> very Handsome Yzma, man. Right? Was yes, yes, he's 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 Isma's next model. You yeah, know, because she's could always be a sidekick. Of yeah, he would have been a great sidekick. He yeah. would have been a great sidekick in that episode. But uh, Kronk just cracks me up. You know, he's able to talk to squirrels, squeak, squeak, or squeak, squeak, <laughs> yeah. squeak, squeak. Him. Uh, you know, he's he. 
it's a uh, Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. um, yes. who's one of my favorite voice Another actors, iconic and, and, voice. and he. I don't. I think that that's a severely underrated movie in terms mm. of what it is and the comedy that is there. But he's by far to me the the best character in the whole movie. He's just funny. Um, you know this. If you just think of an airheaded, you know, like muscle man. Yeah. But he's got all of this heart to him, yeah. and and you know he's with this older, creepy woman, creepy and, and she looked like a I don't, yeah. a corpse. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I there's just something about Kronk, and I I love him to death. So. Yeah, and like he has the like airhead reputation, but he actually mm-hmm. has quite a few yes. skills. You know, like he can. Sp- speak to squirrels he's a great chef you know oh yeah the he, chef scene yeah he's yeah. actually quite clutch in a, yeah. several yeah. situations he, he just happens to be very naive and almost innocent i would yeah. say yeah yeah even though he's like helping out the villain i liked i liked gronk in emperor's new group is very underrated uh, it's yeah. severely underrated people very for true. some reason don't like it i mean david spade is great as the as uh the emperor cusco and uh it's um uh, oh my pacha. god john goodman? john goodman yeah it's pacha um i don't know i i love that movie to death i love that it breaks the fourth wall um oh, yeah. there's the jokes you know the lever joke the where non-linear you know, storytelling yeah it's it's fun it's different and and i think that's probably why it's kind of underrated because people don't necessarily get it but that's that's kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. So it's. I feel like it has a cult following. Yes. I think there, Which there's means definitely. A lot of people a, get it. Yeah. A lot of people get it, but there's like a dedicated group of like. That really get it. And they really get it. Yeah. There's good reasons to watch it again, too. Like yeah. It's, right. Yeah. It's, so it's rewatchable. Lots for of sure. details. Like the camera, like, it's like pulls way, way out, and it's like, oh, that's too far. Okay, bring the camera back, <laughs> in, you know, because it's gone like 500 yeah. miles away. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, just fun. It, it's different humor, and and I think that that's good. It doesn't feel like your your average, you know, Disney film. Yeah, and that's and, true. And it's different, and I like that about it. But Krunk himself, like just that character, he's just he's just fun, and yeah. I love that he hums his own theme song as he's <laughs> yeah. like on missions and it stuff like that. The movie wouldn't be the same without him. Yeah, yeah. No, it probably be. would not be nearly as entertaining without right. Krunk. Mm-hmm. I, I have another Disney character from my own number two. Okay. Bum, bum, I felt like bum. I had to put him here. Mm-hmm. We talked about him extensively before. Woody. Okay. Okay. So before this episode started, um, I had talked to Shantae briefly about whether or not I was going to include anything Pixar. And it's definitely a cartoon, mm-hmm. just different stylistically. Mm-hmm. Um, so totally go with it. But it's, you know, like I just didn't know if. We're going with Pixar that and that type of animation. But yeah, I, I love Woody. So uh, Listen, yeah. we, we talked in the Disney podcast, we talked about Woody's extensively. Me and you, mm, yeah. me and you just love Woody so much. Yeah. And I, I felt like if I'm going to do a top five cartoon characters, I felt like the sheriff had to be on the list. Yes. Mm-hmm. For those that didn't listen before, didn't hear before, Woody is just a genuinely good character. Mm-hmm. He wants the best for everyone. He's a chaotic, good character. Shantae is making a face as if she does not believe this. <laughs> not that I don't believe it. Finish what you're saying, and then I'll discuss. He's a lawful good character, mm-hmm. like lawfully good. Like he, he's, I mean, Toy Story sure. Four is about him getting his own happiness because he's done everything he can for everyone else. And when we thought Toy Story 3 was enough, they told us, no, we need to make sure Woody gets his happy ending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they do that. 
Aaron, do you have anything? I know you have a lot of this yeah, before she had taste. Talk no, no. I, there's, <laughs> just, there's something about Woody's heart that just, just I, I feel it. Like, I, as someone that, you know, was, I wasn't an only child, but I was eight years old before my next sibling. Like, I spent a lot of time with myself and my toys. So, like, you form that connection with your G.I. Joe or your whatever. So, I had a, I had a Woody, right. you know, like, I had a, a favorite toy. Mm-hmm. And there's just something that when I watch that movie, my heart, mm-hmm. like, I like that's I get it. That's and so that's all I can really say about Woody. So I 100% agree with Chris. That. Do you have some positive things to say about Woody? Yeah, no, great show, uh, great or um, great movies. character. Um, yeah, movies, everything. Uh, there's a snake in every boot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always every check. Boot. We're always, always check. checking watering holes. Always in the water. Give Woody credit for that. And uh, yeah, you know, like Aaron was saying, you know, everybody kind of had a woody in their life i know yeah. for me it was legos but like yeah, yeah it's just you know you he's, an, he's a great character he's great. Yeah. villain go ahead oh my <laughs> gosh so i'm not saying that woody doesn't isn't a positive character i'm just saying that to classify him as like eternally positive and loving everyone is diminishing the journey he's went on especially because when you think about the first toy story he did not love buzz right sure. buzz was coming well, into his turf replaced he yeah. was being yeah. replaced and so the first story was him um understanding you know how love can expand and you can have the space the second story was him kind of including new people in you know when you get the other um Cowboy people coming in there. He had Jesse and Bullseye right. and pros- mm-hmm. all the prospects. The third story is him adjusting to, you know, he's been dedicated to Andy and now he he has a new situation and adjusting to change. Mm-hmm. And the fourth story is when he kind of evolves and and stops living for, you know, his child and starts to kind of seek his own happiness. So yeah. I, I feel like Woody's a more multifaceted character than just saying, oh, Woody's so great and he's always positive because he isn't. He he wasn't. Well, yes. He grew. He, he grows. He yes, he grow absolutely grows. His experiences. My only, my only rarely against what you just said there is that in the first movie though he is jealous that he be, is being replaced he just still wants the best for Andy which is why he gets on buzz about being a better toy for Andy no no because no. I mean if you remember exactly in, the, in the episode when they're moving and then like he basically kicks buzz off of the the um the truck yeah. and that he gets knocked off accidentally too. He wasn't doing that for the betterment of Andy. He was doing that for himself. You want He was doing be... that for his own jealousy. For... It, it was definitely a self-serving <laughs> act. And he had to learn. I will not sit here and let you besmirch. What I'm, I'm not besmirching. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm, I'm honoring and respecting his journey. And like, I think that's, that's something that is very important that you understand. There is, there's a lot of sides to every character yeah, yeah. and that you need to understand that these things are processes and, I feel like that's something Pixar does he really good with his he character. He's showing that there is no perfect person. Everybody's growing. Everyone has to growth. work. And that's something you can like reflect on for yourself too. So I and let's be clear here. In that first movie, it was about himself. It was about his place <laughs> and his position and his jealousy. Let's be real. Let's be all the way real and know that was a flaw he had to work through. And he got through it. And he, he did he, get through he got, it. He became a better toy for it. He did. He did. But he did have that. 
He like that, looked at the bottom of his foot, saw Andy's name there. It's slump. In, in crayon as opposed to marker for Buzz. You see that? That little Dang. detail. That Look at that little detail. <laughs> this is this top that? five go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little detail. Right? The came to play. I just don't. I feel personally attacked. You can if you want to. Attacked. You can feel personally attacked. I, I'm fine. I don't. With that. I don't feel attacked by that take at all. He did have to grow. He. Yeah. I think that the all the marker I, detail was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, that, that's that was an unnecessary jab. I mean, the truth that's hurts, per, Kevin. He had. He. You the kid. He had a crayon. You know what the, I'm saying? The, and then the, he the truth. Oh, so I was gonna say, so doesn't it get? Doesn't it get replaced with pen later on? It does get replaced. But you know. You know why? Which is why the jab. When did it get replaced with pen after he got over his? his Which is why that jab was unnecessary. I'm just letting you know. know. She is the villain for a reason. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there to let you know that, you know, you don't have to gloss over and sugarcoat things, Kevin. You can face the reality of situations. She is the villain for a reason. Mm -hmm. We'll create a poll. (laughs) (laughs) Is Shantae a villain? Yes or yes? (laughs) The truth hurts, Kevin. And you can go ahead and cry your tears. Cry me a river. (laughs) Man. But yeah. It's a good, good spot for Woody. Good spot for Woody. Chris, who do you have at number one? I have Spongebob. Um, comically fearless, Spongebob's always saying, I'm ready, and he just goes off into his adventures. Um, I mean, th- yeah, just, I, I'm thinking of like individual episodes, like he goes down to like the, the deep ocean, <laughs> he just does that. Um, I don't know, I, I watched it growing up, and it's funny, it, it got kind of weird as I got older, but I think... As I mean, as far as seasons go, he's like what twenty twenty three seasons in. Yeah, um, quite a few. He has a Broadway show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good show. Uh, maybe he couldn't. Have, maybe he uh, doesn't deserve number one. But I like him there. Wow, you're you're beating up your own choice there, Chris. Like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great cartoon. His track record speaks for itself. SpongeBob isn't a show that I've I've watched, but I do appreciate that he is in my realm of things. He's a huge mm-hmm. meme, and yeah, the definitely. way that the way that I look at SpongeBob is the stories that he tells through memes about what's just going on. You know, you can take, you can splice together two or three scenes from SpongeBob and tell me a story about what's going on in society. He's all over the place. He's an icon, so I don't think yeah. it's a terrible spot for SpongeBob to sit. I have him on my honorable mentions, and I was oh, yeah. I, I had him on. I debated putting him at five, sure. and that would have been my thing. I've never seen the show, but he's definitely an icon, and he definitely can tell a story either in an actual show form mm. or you can tell the stories that are going on in a day-to-day basis through scenes. the memes. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate SpongeBob yeah. a lot. This is one of those shows that I watched because, you know, my kids were watching it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you're like, okay, SpongeBob, what are you talking about? And I watched it. And I, and I could see why the kids liked it. It's a pretty good show. I love the, like, two hours later, you yeah. know? Um, and there, there are some really funny bits and pieces to it. Yeah. It's just not something for me that I'm like, oh, SpongeBob, you know, but again, you know, when it came out, I was a lot older, so. Sure. Uh, also older, never seen it. Missed okay. me. It missed me. I just didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Star is the guy on the thing. It's where words Cr- the Crusty Crab. Yeah. I love that Patrick literally lives under a rock. Hilarious. Yeah. So, um, like, these little things in there. He that could, are funny. Like, if, 
If Sandy, I was in the somebody. Sidekicks episode, he would have been one of my sidekicks because yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah, Sandy, Sandy, somebody. Sandy Cheeks, Sandy, Sandy Cheeks, Cheeks. Yeah. Texas. Those are those are characters on the show. Mm. Uh, kind of like <laughs> Good all job, I know Ken. about the everybody. I've never just I just never seen. I don't know if I've seen. I've seen an episode. I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't think I've seen. I've seen an episode or two, but nothing like long term. <laughs> Yeah, and like I think, yeah, I, I am the youngest here, yeah. so you know, I think it just I saw it, I've, I've seen more episodes, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, I guess you know, as, as far as my criteria, um, for comically fearless, he goes into things saying I'm ready, and it, whatever happens, kind of happens, um, yeah, and I, I don't know, I, I appreciated that in the show and. It it's always made on. me laugh after school, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's yeah. still on. It's still on TV, which My is insane. Funniest episodes is all him always trying to pass his driver's test. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like the uh, Wiley Coyote thing. Like yes. he's taking his driver's test like two hundred times. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and keep poor going. Mrs. Puff, or what's her name? Is it? Yeah, Mrs. Puff? Puff. Yeah. Oh, that poor lady. It's yeah. hilarious. He just learned how to drive. Yeah, that's all he's trying to do. <laughs> and that's what, he has you know, a job. He he, he works at the Krusty Krabs. Like Krusty that's Krab. his thing. Like, yeah. and it's always like like he said the White House. So always this crazy thing that just happens, and he just can't pass. It's hilarious. Yeah. All right, SpongeBob number one for you. Hey, I respect it. I don't know nothing about it, but I respect mm-hmm. it. <laughs> no problem. Sorry, Chris. Shitay, <laughs> who do you have at number one? For me at number one, I have Ursula the Sea Witch. Okay. Okay. Um, Iconic. I mean, she. I think she's my favorite character from Little Mermaid, to be quite honest. Um, she has one of the best songs. Poor, fortunate. So- like, mm-hmm. I just love her. She's iconic. She's also like she one of those big, too. beautiful women. Yeah, she's, she's like, and she's all about she her business. Ready. She's like, oh, you want something? I need a contract. Yeah. She's going to be played by Melissa McCarthy in the live action version. Yeah, I, I kind of was hoping they'd pick a drag queen, though, to be honest. I feel oh, like that would have been, been more. Yeah. Accurate, accurate and sure. close to the character but you know do you melissa i like you too um but you know but yeah. i love ursula the sea which i think you know i empathize with her quite a bit i'm like <laughs> yeah why should she be stuck over there i'm like there? she had a contract yeah. like when i first started learning about law i was like well ursula, ursula had a contract. Yeah. like you agreed to this girl she didn't twist your arm you went to her yeah. so um so ursula the sea which i mean iconic i love her and, you know, villains got to stick together, I guess. So I got her number one. I like it. I like Ursula a lot as well. She might be the best character in that whole movie. And, oh, yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's a, I mean, you got Ariel the Ding Dong. You have. Mm-hmm. Right. You <laughs> got Flounder. He's useless. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian. Sebastian. No, Sebastian. Sebastian. It's between Sebastian yeah. Yeah. and Ursula, but I yeah. think Ursula edges yeah. him out. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, Ursula's, I mean, it's, it's weird to actually put a, a you know, the, the evil character mm-hmm. up there in like the the best spot, but yeah, like I do feel that way about her. She was one of the best characters in that whole movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. put your criteria too. Like, yeah, very yeah. iconic. Very I like, iconic. I like her there. Yeah. I like Ursula. Ursula's fun, and she's well within her rights yeah. to make Ariel pay for oh, the yeah. death of her. Own don't yeah. don't sign the dang contract, girl. You got to read, mm-hmm. yeah. read uh, these things. Agreed. She had a whole song explaining to her the consequences and the girl still did like come on come on now yeah kids yeah. go on yep i agree aaron who do you have at your number one uh i chose another icon um i'm going with mr homer j simpson and as All i've right. been you know really thinking about my list uh i'm realizing that i could have had a theme more along the lines of like kind of that 
bumbling family man in a way, yeah. you know, or a character that makes. I thought about um, top learns, five dads, cartoon top dads. Top five cartoon like, dads would be a fun one. There's a lot of those, but there's just something um, catches around Father's Day. You know, oh, yeah, Hom- maybe Homer's been around for th- for thirty years. You know, in terms of longevity, all of that. Um, he's you know he's a family man. He's all about his family. You know, he's not the smartest thing in the world, but it finds a way to get a job. I mean, I hope that we don't have nuclear facilities yeah. that are monitored by ding dongs like him. But oh you know, there's a there's a care to him, even though you know he gets frustrated with Bart and all of that, and and. <laughs> You know that dynamic between father and son has always been uh, been fun to watch. You know, even into the movies, like you see, you know that dynamic has has always been there. Like right. the you know the love that they have for each other, even though <laughs> they might frustrate each other. I don't know. Homer is to me just I felt like he deserved to be on the list, and it just worked out that he was there. One. All right. So, yeah. Homer J. Simpson is a great character. He's very important to television. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought Homer was funny because he's an idiot. Yeah, and he drinks a lot of beer, which is always also fun. <laughs> and he eats a lot. And he eats a lot. But like, yeah, his the fun stuff. At the end of the day, though, he loves March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not necessarily his kids, but he loves March. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I think yes. he loves Maggie. Well, yeah, I, I think he loves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's probably it's been several years. I haven't watched you know many of the later episodes, but I mean, I there were always those poignant moments with with all of them in a way where he had to learn something. It's a sitcom. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just a yeah, cartoon just a, sitcom, yeah, and it's sitcom. done in those form. It's that formula, and you know, it it's funny, it's heartwarming, it's charming. It has that sitcom feel to it. And Homer is, you know, he's the head of the house and he's the head of the family, so Homer won. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it too. Uh I'm, we're going to we're going to bookmark we're going to book in we're going to book in the show with two Bob's Burgers characters. Oh nice. wow. We got Bob at 5 for Chris over here. And we got Luis for me oh, at nice. 1. Louise Belcher is the greatest character on television. <laughs> she is That's fair. That's she fair. the greatest cartoon character on television. She is hilarious. Yeah. She's always scheming. Yeah. Always. Definitely. She's so Aaron, you are not a big you're not you're not a big watcher of the Bob yeah, Burgers. I, I'm not That's on right. a first name basis so with the characters. The one, yet. Who the one wears with the rabbit, the ears. rabbit ears. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. constantly scheming. Yes. For no reason. For There's no like reason never whatsoever. a reason to scheme. And Here's she's a little just scheming. Glimpse into what happened? A little, little, little glimpse into a Louise Belcher episode. She's a little girl version of Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yes, in a way, but more Trying, successful. But more, more successful. Okay. So she, so a recent Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. She wants she 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 wants to go trick or treating and wants to go to this one specific house because that house owes her multiple full size candy bars oh. because. She is owed this because they told her they got her next year and oh. she's coming to collect. Oh. And then you see a flashback <laughs> where she goes to the house. They give Jean and Tina candy and then they run out. And then they tell Louise, we'll pay you double. We'll give you two candies next year. And they're full size candy bars. So then you see a glimpse of the next year where she goes there and she, they give her one candy bar. And she's like, all right, cool. I need a second one. And they're like, 
it's only we're only giving one. They said no. Last year, you told me when I was, and she's like me dressed up as a whatever she was mm-hmm. dressed up as. I stood here. You ran out of candy. You told me you need me two. Mm-hmm. So give me my second candy. And then she's starting to get like angry about it. <laughs> and then like they, Jane and Tina have to like take her away because mm-hmm. the the family gets concerned. So this year she plans on going to their house and taking all of the candy. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> Tina is extremely uneasy about this. Uh, Gene is, is just things. down for the ride because that's how Gene rolls. Gene, yeah, he's like, what are we doing? Fine. Yeah, I'm fine, we're doing it. And so she's telling her parents, we're going to go out. She tells her parents, we're going to go out, we're going to get some candy. I'm not taking all the candy, but I mean, I'm, I'm just going to take one, right? I mean, and they're like, uh, Louise, okay. don't do that, please. <laughs> that's what Bob says. Just like that, Louise. I don't, just don't do that. She's like, no, 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 I'm just going to take like one. Like whatever they give me, like that's what I'm going to take. Knowing full well that she brought this up because that's not what she's about to do. <laughs> They get into some other shenanigans. They end up not going to the house, but she fully planned on scheming Taking to take all, all of the, the candy, candy to pay back for two years of payment for this candy, which is hilarious because she is the youngest of the Belcher children yeah. and the most maniacal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By far. And she it's thinks always it's the youngest child. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she th- hey, <laughs> <laughs> aka the villain over here. I get it. She thinks of the most harebrained plans, and she wants them executed. And she thinks that, she, and I love that she thinks she can do literally anything, yeah. and it can happen. She could just get it done. Yeah. That's why I have Louise Belcher at number one because she is the funniest cartoon character I've seen on TV. Maybe yes. Right. I respect, um, respect. I think that, like, I guess with you talking about this, one of the things that came or I'm thinking about is all the. I guess the beautiful thing with cartoons is that, you know, you can write in a a, a kid, you know, saying crazy stuff and, yeah. you know, Stewie, uh, oh Louis, that like, Bart. I'm th- yeah, Bart, um, Morty, like they're. Uh, I think like that's the best thing about cartoons is that it it takes you to like places that you know wouldn't happen in real life. Right. And um yeah, she's like the perfect example of that. Oh, and on like, top of that, she constantly cracks jokes on everyone in the family. Right. Like ruthless. Like, she yeah, she's just roast she constantly oh, roasts yeah. her dad, her mom, her sister. sister. Like she's and then like the last thing I want to say about Louise is her love of Boo Boo from Boys for Now, which is a boy band in the show, is also utterly hilarious. Because Boys for Now, Aaron, is a boy band that's in the show. And Tina loves them because she's older. She's in, and she's in love with like men in general. She's yeah, she likes she like she's sexual. Yeah. For like a sixth grader or something yeah. like that. But wow. Louise, who is like a third grader or second grader, she has a crush on the youngest member of boys for now but she doesn't like understand why because she's a kid mm-hmm. and she's like obsessed with them but like constantly plays off like she's not obsessed she's like so in one episode there's the, the way they they can get these concert tickets to go see the show she's like not that i want to see it there but like you know boo-boo's beautiful beautiful face and great hair or whatever i mean i don't care <laughs> she, she doesn't understand that she has a crush but she does, and she loves it and constantly is trying to play it off because she's a kid and is not supposed to have – he eats cooties. She doesn't yeah. like me. He eats cooties. He eats cooties off me. 
but like put his cooties on me. But like whatever, get them off me. Yeah. <laughs> she's and she's just constantly conflicted. These are the reasons why I love Louise. Should I tell you, you have any feelings about Louise? I love Louise too. I think she's hilarious. I love the interaction between all the Belcher children and how they, you know, the parents are so oblivious. They're just like, oh, we're going to make these burgers. And the kids are like, all right, we're going to go steal a parade floater. Like whatever they're doing. Whatever their plan is. And and Louise is always the one who is scheming. Like, like, what are you trying to get, little girl? What do you need? Uh, But it's always her. And I always like that she's like the first people that are part of her crackpot plan are Ollie and Andy. And regular size Rudy. Those are the, the three <laughs> that she needs like all the time to yeah. get something done. And they told her like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, even when she explains it and it's so crazy and it doesn't make sense and it's like, why are we doing this? They're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah. And Ollie and, and Andy are idiots. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but those are people. Those are her people. Yeah. yeah. She rides with her people. Yeah. They help her. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do love Louise. I think she's so funny. Great. So, Shantae, run down the list for us. All right. So, for Chris, at number five, we have Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Number four, we have Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Number three, we have Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Number two, we have Uncle Ruckus from The Boondocks. And at number one, we have SpongeBob from SpongeBob SquarePants. For me, I have Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, For number four, I have One Punch Man. Number three, I have Baloo. Number two, I have Wiley Coyote. And for number one, I have Ursula the Sea Witch. For Aaron, at number five, he has Scooby-Doo. Number four, he has Wiley Coyote. Number three, he has Randy Marsh from South Park. Number two, he has Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. And at number one, he has Homer Simpson. And for Kevin, at number five, he has TJ Detweiler from Recess. Number four, he has Arnold from Hey Arnold. Number three, he has Huey from The Boondocks. Number two, he has Woody from Toy Story. And at number one, he has Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers. All right, Chris. So as you know, you can't pick your own, so you can't pick Bob. So between Totoro, Scooby, and TJ Detweiler, who are you picking at number five? Um, I think I'm going to go with TJ Detweiler. Um. Yeah, for the age that I saw that show at, and um, you know what, kind of like you said, he's like a leader and everything. I, I just I think he's a great number five. Great, great job. For for me, <laughs> she thinks you did a great job. I think it's a great <laughs> job too. Yeah. Great me, job, voted for stop. mine. I've never seen my neighbor Totoro. Um, we have I, we actually put it on in the studio as we were recording. Now this so, is Ponyo, but yeah. equally as good. No, no, no. That's yeah, we put it on in the studio. Um, so we have that. Uh, so I'm gonna it check that Ponyo. out. I love um, Scooby Doo, like him, don't love him. Bob though, Bob, Bob, Bob Belcher, that's my guy. I'm picking Bob. All right. All right. All right. So I can go with Totoro, Bob, or TJ. Um. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Shantae because I haven't really seen any of those. So I'm going to go with Totoro and I'm seeing some in the background and it looks pretty cool. (laughs) All right. So for me, I have, I can't pick Totoro. I can pick Bob, Scooby-Doo or TJ. I like TJ. I like Recess, but I, I like Bob, I think more. And even though Louise is in number one and she's my girl, I don't know how she's going to do it. Number one. So I'm going to go with Bob for Bob's burgers. There you go. With that, Bob takes number five. So at number four, 
We have Peter Griffin, One Punch Man, Wiley Coyote, and Arnold from Hey Arnold. I can't pick Arnold. I've never seen One Punch Man, as we've said. Peter Griffin, we spoke extensively how I felt about that. So I shall be picking Wiley Coyote at number three. Four. Four. Number four. <laughs> My bad. Aaron has num- it's number three. For me, um, again, you know, I understand the Griffin status and things like that. Arnold was just not in my wheelhouse. Um, but what I looked at One Punch Man, I want to <laughs> watch that for sure. So I'm going One Punch Man. Yay. I love how Aaron's on this one. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Sold. I'm going to go with this one because I've never <laughs> seen no, it. It was, really, it was really just the, the, the fives and the fours from you guys that I hadn't <laughs> seen. Yeah, hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, Peter Griffin, we've discussed Arnold. I do like Arnold a lot. I do feel um, iconic character, but he's a little late for me. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want Wiley on the list. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and vote for Wiley, and we'll see what happens. I think the hardest part when we do these big topics like this is uh, like all the universes that we have to essentially vote on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and having seen all these shows in basically seen every episode of all these shows it's it's really hard i mean obviously i can't choose family guy but like i love one punch man shows mm-hmm. fucking hilarious um wiley coyote iconic mm-hmm. and then arnold was on my top five cartoons mm-hmm. yeah um but i think just because wiley's been around since the 60s yeah it was like, like 58 yeah. or yeah. something like that or and, yeah. uh, you know, he he made it to my engineering textbooks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go with Wiley Coyote. Great nice. choice, great choice. So, Aaron, yes, you got some right. options. All right, we have Rick from Rick and Morty, Mister Blue. We have Randy Marsh for me that I could not do, and then it's Huey. Is that that's mm-hmm. Huey from the, the Boondocks. Like the helicopter. Oh, like the helicopter. Oh, yeah. he got another one in, guys. <laughs> he got another He's one in. It work. Um, out of those, I blue is I think the one that's gotta be the vote. So, so I can't pick blue. Uh, so I have Huey from the Boondocks, Rick from Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, and Randy from South Park, and Huey from the Boondocks. Ooh. I will pick. I'm. I'll vote for. I'll vote for Huey. Why not? Even though the Boondocks, they only have a couple episodes. You need to get your ass in that studio and get some work done. <laughs> they have like three seasons. It's contract disputes. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Randy Marsh, but like. Yeah, just I mean, <laughs> think about the Cream Frage episode. Oh my like, god, there's oh so many good ones. Um, yes, that, the yeah, the shake weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess. Or um, when he was in World of Warcraft. Oh yes, such a good when he was the internet they, troll. They won. That was a. That's actually Kyle's dad. Oh, that's it was the internet. Kyle's dad. But yes. no, the the World of Warcraft South Park won like an Emmy or something yeah. like that. It's like one it of my favorite so, yeah. episodes of like any cartoon. Yeah. It's so good. So as I look here at the list, uh, Rick Sanchez, I've already talked about how I feel about Rick and Morty. Randy Marsh is a great character. Great character, and I like South Park a lot. But Baloo, my guy. My guy, Baloo, he made two shows. He was in Jungle Book and then was able to cross over and get his own show where he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going with Baloo. Yeah. 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 I think Chris can respect that. Yeah. Listen, and I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, 
He got his pilot license and he got he was dual rated. That was a double engine. You gotta get rated for that. So I'm thinking he's flying in the jungles. That's instrument rating. So you know, a lot of rain, a lot of clouds. Smart bear. That smart, is bear. Smart, smart bear. Smart bear. Smart nice. bear right Respect. there. Respect. Respect. <laughs> All right. For number two, there's Uncle Ruckus, Wiley Coyote, which I can't pick, which is mine, Kronk, and Woody. Um, I I like Kronk. Uncle Ruckus is hilarious, but I think I am going to have to go for Woody here. Um, hmm. I like Frank. Frank's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> 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 I just want to point out that I did not say it. I could end it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put Willie here. Um, I've already picked the Wiley Coyote before. I can't. I'm not picking him again. I just can't. I can't have Wiley other twice. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm gonna go with Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus, Boondocks, such a criminally underrated show. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth it. Well, since I can't go with Crunk, I got to go with my actual favorite Disney character, uh, and that's Woody. So we will give him that point. Because, again, like I said, had I not had that hesitation of doing Pixar on the list, Woody would have been on the list yeah, at some right. point. So. Right, right. Um, so for the number ones... Um, I think I'm just going to go with Homer, just out of longevity. So we, the options are Homer... Louise, SpongeBob, SpongeBob, and Ursula. and Ursula. Yeah, I can't pick SpongeBob. So, yep, I'm going home. I can't pick Louise Belcher here. Um, Homer's good. Homer's good. <laughs> <laughs> But like the, it, the the yeah, like the last like fifteen bit. years though hasn't been great. Sure. Like fifteen years. That's a long time. But as a character, like he, you know. Yeah. I Homer J. I, I can't pick SpongeBob. I have never have not seen yeah, no enough. context. Right now is definitely a toss up between Ursula and Homer. I I'm gonna go with Homer J. Simpson. I'm gonna go with Homer J. Simpson. Well, I mean, I can't go for Homer. Um, SpongeBob is a meme to me, um, <laughs> and Luis sounds really, really fun. Um, but I'll give the point to Ursula. All right, I can't vote for Ursula. Obviously, uh, we already have Bob's Burgers represented. And I, I do like Louise, but like I said before, I, I don't know if number one is her spot. I respect SpongeBob, but I, I do have to give it to, to Homer. I mean, I know the Simpsons have fallen off, but they do have that longevity. I mean, 30 years, and, I guess. It's, it's, yeah. it's about to happen. I mean, it's we've, all, to we've all fallen off a little bit here. You yeah. know what I'm Trust saying? me, my, my knees, my yeah, back. I know, my, <laughs> my back. I was cracking my neck just now. Yeah. I mean, like, let's, let's cut him some slack. So with that, our definitive top five is at five, Bob Belcher. At four, we have Wiley Coyote. At three, we have Baloo. At two, we have Woody. And number one, we got the king, Homer J. Simpson. And with that, Aaron takes another W oh, with his Wile E. Coyote Aaron. and his Homer Simpson pick. Welcome back. Aaron's very happy about getting the win. Yep. What um, what honorable mentions do we have, guys? Captain Planet. 
Captain Planet, he's our hero. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's going to take pollution <laughs> like down I to the zero. I partly became an environmental engineer because, oh, because oh, of Captain Then how do you not make your list? <laughs> Just, it's Partly. a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> way way better cartoons that got me through tough times. <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Cricket's on my list. Jiminy. Oh, Jiminy. Always I had, let your conscience be your guide. I had Bender. For yeah. Oh, I had Bender. Bender. Daffy Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bugs. I had Bugs, Daffy, mm-hmm. Mickey. I yeah. had Bart and Lisa Simpson. Animaniacs as a whole, the umbrella. The umbrella. I didn't put them, but I put uh, Buster and Babs from Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. Pinky um, and the Brain. I have Daria. Oh, uh, Daria's great. Tommy and Garfield, Beavis and Butthead. I have Felix the Cat. Did anybody else watch Felix? Yeah. No, I never watched Felix. Am I that cat. that old? I had Jerry from Tom oh, and from Jerry. Tom and Jerry. No, no, no Tom. No Tom. No Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Just Jerry. Jerry's a crafty. I like crafty guys. Yeah. yeah. I had Taz and Quagmire. I had Dexter Giggity. from Dexter's Lab. I had uh, Dexter too. Dexter uh, Dexter was on the list at one when the list started made made, mm, and then no. he moved himself he moved. to six. Ooh. Just as yeah, time went, like I was, I was, I was going yeah, in there. Yeah. He was like in my thoughts initially, like, yeah, I want him in there. And then, you know, you, get you just keep going down yeah. and keep going down. I have a Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. and Rainbow Bright, which I think I've, I feel like that would have been just a me thing. Like, oh, Rainbow Bright. This is like, you. No. Uh, I had Goku. <laughs> I, no. I, I had Rocco from uh, Rocco's Rocco's Modern Life. I, Rocco. I love that he's a, a phone sex operator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. I had uh, Tommy Pickles. Nice. I did, too. Uh, I had Scrooge McDuck, you know, Uncle Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, a uh, power line just because. Oh, nice. Power line. <laughs> and Darkwing Duck. It's like, it's funny with power line, like, I think of like, like concentrated value. Like he probably has like 25 seconds of, of screen, screen time. time and like everybody knows. Very effective. Um, I had Space Ghost. Oh yeah, good one. Um, Arthur and um, Stewie. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to shout out my guy Harvey Birdman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Harvey Birdman, yeah. attorney at law. Yeah, I try to stay with like traditional um, animation, but I did have a couple that I didn't put on my list. But I have Baymax from Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so cute. And Kubo from Kubo and the Two Strings, oh, which is kind of like a claymation animation. It was a really good movie. I loved it. Another one I don't know, Shante. <laughs> Go ahead, write it down and watch it. It's really it's good. Net- yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix or Hulu, one of those. Uh, with that, I think that's where we're coming to the end. Chris, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, my personal Instagram's tactical underscore relaxer. And um, yeah, check out the podcast. We're at uh, Free Podcast Network. Um, check out the Free Podcast Network rate, subscribe, all the good things Chris, thank you for everything you have done Yes, all of us thank you buddy you have, you have been a great friend to all of us mm-hmm. and, Tears. And, <laughs> and we're going to miss you terribly Yes. when this is out you're going to be doing military Somewhere stuff else. like in the woods who knows where <laughs> but do know that we care deeply about you here at the show and here in our friendships. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being our friend. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate being you guys. Friend. And we'll send you care packages. Well, I'll send you care packages. Like and then she's going to write our name on it. it. So yeah. if you get it, I won't, write, all right. I won't write their name. <laughs> write a telegram. But let me know <laughs> if you need some snacks, some stuff. Let me know. We'll, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'll uh, bake some Rice Krispie treats for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, like, rate, and subscribe, all those good things. Talk, uh, also, if you guys want to have any message you want, uh, want us to send to producer Chris, let us know. Because he's done all the work on every show on this network. All, so All of it. And we just sit here and go, come on, producer Chris. <laughs> so, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, a uh, big shout out to producer Albert, who will be taking over the reins um, to, to do it after after Chris is gone. But. Uh, that's all. That's all. You guys got yeah. anything you want to promote? Are you guys no, good here? No, I think that's. That I think that's a good send off. Yeah. Do you have any top five helicopters <laughs> <laughs> posted in the Instagram? We can discuss. <laughs> Chris, we love yeah. you. Love Thank it, you. Maybe DM yes. him. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't include us all into that. With that, we say bye. 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 bye.